Good day, you beautiful people. Welcome back to Toaster Tubby Time. As always, I am your host, Chris. And before we get to it, let us say we shall do it. sound a little bit rough today um i'm gonna tell you it fucking sucks because uh last week i ended up with covid uh and i went a couple days with no real issues didn't think about getting the uh i didn't get the pop rocks that i should have gotten the pop rocks um and then so i started on wednesday tested positive because i was uh in contact with somebody who tested positive and let me know on Wednesday. So tested positive on Wednesday, um, stayed home from work as quarantine rules go and, you know, did all my good stuff that I was supposed to do. Um, you know, waiting to test negative two times in a row, 48 hours apart, which is very good and sound logic. Um, anyway, so, uh, going through, going through. And then Saturday I got hit with what, Felt like a second wave of food poisoning. Uh, just the same thing as last time that I told you about, and I'm not going to repeat this again. <laughs> Ad nauseum, no pun intended. Yes, pun intended. Total pun intended. Um, yeah, I didn't want to go over that same shit again. Uh, <laughs> so, as it were, uh, two trips to the ER later, I'm back. Uh, tested negative on this Wednesday and tested negative again yesterday, 48 hours apart. So, booyah. Private cootie reporting for duty. Uh, <laughs> I'm just having a little bit of fun. I needed to riff. I needed to get a lot of stuff off my chest with uh, with all that because it fucking sucks. Um, and I know some of you might be thinking, well, maybe it was food poisoning a second time. And I thought the same exact fucking thing. And my doctor told me the best fucking advice that he ever gave me. He said, while nausea with COVID is not common, if you think about it, you are currently 44 years old and you've only had food poisoning once in your life. Do you want to bet that you've had a second food poisoning within two months? Are you, is your luck that shitty? He asked me if my luck was that shitty, and it was fucking fantastic, because no, my luck's not that shitty. I might have given myself a black eye. I don't know if I told you guys about that. Uh, basically, opening the fridge, sneeze, gave myself a black eye, uh, hit my left eye on the corner of the little, um, yeah, I think I told you about this. I've lost track of where I am with days. Uh, really, I spent, you know, uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday pretty much in a fetal position on the bed, uh, getting up to drink a little bit of water and puke it back up. So uh, my memory recall is not the best that it has ever been. Um, but I, I wanted to give this a, uh, this is a second and a third or 54th, um, obviously I keep saying I redid my desk and now I'm re, uh, re inaugurating my desk. So this is my re inauguration. I just got new, uh, monitor arms. So my monitors are nice and up and they're kind of closer to me too, which I like because 
you know, while I do have better vision, thanks to LASIK, dope. Um, it's still kind of good to have them closer so I'm not straining. Yeah, uh, old people shit. <laughs> um, yeah, so I have been, oh yeah, I've been watching some some uh some movies um and i i have my opinion um i i'm i'm really digging like location um there's a lot of shows that i haven't seen that i want to see like location pieces and whatnot uh but the current thing that i'm like digging i'm vibing on is location uh we just watched legion uh with paul bettany dennis quaid um the uh Goodness, uh, Lucas Black, yeah. Adrian Padalecki, yeah. Um, Charles S. Dutton, yeah. Um, Kevin Durand, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, just thinking about the setting of the location of it, it's you know this uh, diner slash RV trailer ish kind of park uh, called Paradise Falls, and I mean that's that's kind of like cool. I mean you and it's in the mid, you know, in like the middle of the desert, so it's kind of got this uh, isolated type thing, um, which definitely gives it that location of like impending Armageddon and doom. And it's, I mean, it's location wise, it makes a really cool, it, it almost feels like its own separate character in there. Um, let's see the other one that we watched, uh, yesterday and I'm going to say, um, unabashedly, uh, the character is a dick and anybody who roots for the character is, you know, I, you, I guess we might be wanting to fool ourselves. Um, but whatever real steel, um, the motherfucker leaves his kid, abandons his kid, uh, sells his kid. <laughs> this is a non good person. Yeah, he bonds with him a little bit and all this other shit, but for the fucking own capital gains of his own shit. So, I mean, he's just a narcissistic character. So, uh, Charlie Ketter in uh, Real Steel is suck. But I'm going to say the, um, the, American, the American South and the way that it's portrayed, um, just not, um, you have a little bit of the the hillbilly stuff and yeah, whatever. Sean Levy has got his thing. Um, but just the way that it's portrayed when they're, uh, when they're driving and you know, it, it's beautiful. It's like America in the future, which is almost the current, um, you know, really it's same shit that we have now. Um, just we're not economically feasible enough to get to that, but yeah, uh, that's probably going to be coming. <laughs> we're gonna have robot boxing and if I, i'm i'm calling the stakes right here they gotta call it rock'em sock'em robots otherwise it'd suck no i think anything would be cool <laughs> um but yeah so that um and the other one that really kind of re re-reminded itself in my head um a tv show that is uh gone too soon due to the loss of um a a gentle giant um uh, among actors, uh, but I'm talking about the the TV show is The Finder, uh, starring Jeff Stoltz and Michael Clark Duncan. So yeah, uh, the passing of Mark Clark Duncan caused the show to unfortunately not be renewed. But 
the the season that we have of it is phenomenal and the setting and location of that and this it, it's in the keys in the florida at the at a bar with again i i, I don't know what it is but bars with uh remote locations with mobile homes and shit but called the world's end and i mean it, it's a beautiful name for where you are and where you want to kind of feel and you just I feel like even just watching the show, the name of the the place and just seeing it, you almost feel that like holiday-ish vibe ride over you. So uh, I'm going to give that one a A-plus kudos for um, location. And there's a whole shit ton more, but those are just a few that came to my head because I just really didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to leave you guys without something and I wanted to give you guys something quality because... Uh, it can't just be quantity; it's quality. I want to make sure you got a, you got a good product, uh, even though my voice is a little raspy. Uh, still not horrible, so I'm I'm hoping that you guys forgive me for this. And sorry about that because I just took a little break to take a little bit of water because my throat was getting scratchy. So I uh, thank you for bearing with me. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, I'm going to be starting to look into what it would cost to commission a piece. Um, I met a few very cool artists uh, when I was at Terrificon, uh, especially this year, dressing up. You just, people want to talk to you, and it's so great, and I'm going to do it again over and over and over again. But I'm kind of looking to get a commission piece. Um, what I'm looking is kind of like, a cartoon version of a panda of me, you know, just my face. Cause I, I want to use that for kind of like the branding going forward. Cause, um, I, I, I'm going to tell you something that, um, I've never told you, I think. Uh, <laughs> so when I was a kid, uh, one of the very first presents that I remember getting, or at least remember having, um, was a gift for my grandmother, uh, my baba. It was a stuffed panda, about two feet tall, stuffed panda. I named him Jonathan. I uh, had a little tongue sticking out. I uh, had a little kind of Velcro belly button. He had a little baby one, and I don't remember what ever happened with the baby one, but Jonathan and I went everywhere. Like, we were just everywhere. I still have, to this day, Jonathan um, sitting on the other side of the wall from me, and Maybe one day I might get him kind of cleaned and something, and because but but he's forty four years old, so um, I, I don't know if anybody's ever seen this and who might be in my age bracket or uh, possibly older, younger, probably might not have unless they've seen it in some kind of retro thing because I'm sure it was ceased manufactured well before then. But um, yeah, so I have Jonathan's, and for me, I've always had like a love. Um, a deep love of pandas. And really, when I was younger, I wanted to be a veterinarian. Um, but the biggest reason, because I wanted to deal with pandas. Uh, and that's not a fucking lie. <laughs> I absolutely love pandas. Um, I don't know what I would do if I ever got to hug a panda. Um, but I kind of am using the panda way of looking at things in life. Um, you know, a lot of Taoist things and, um, you know, just going with the way of the universe, um, you know, trying to practice mindful willingness and mindful going ahead, er, mindfulness in going ahead of things, um, 
just naturally. So it's so I'm looking for just kind of like a panda-ish version of my face cartoony. Um, but yeah, that's something that I'm going to be looking for. So that might be coming up in the future at some point in time. Um, but yeah, um, aside from that, I, I really don't have much for you. Um, I feel like I've lacked a purpose in this one. So I think we're going to do uh, a little bit of mindless travel and I'm going to find, I'm going to take a pause and I'm going to find a purpose and then I might drone on for that for about another 15 minutes just to make this like a big, good special. Hold on. Am, am I ever thinking of anything that could be used? And see, just like magic, I came up with something because I just remembered something that I read and I wanted to share a story with you. Um, a story uh, of my childhood. <laughs> I had the same childhood as every fucking child uh, who grew up in the kind of 80s and 90s. Um, when you were sick, when you were sick, you went home or you stayed home. In my case, it was a lot of went home. Um, I did not. I went in elementary school. I was not a fan of uh, not going to school. You know, I had my ups and downs with uh, studies and shit like that. But, you know, it was never wasn't a, it, it was never an issue of not wanting to go to school. But. Um, you know, I suffered from migraines a lot. So those, until I figured the, the secret out and there's no real secret, it's just everybody has their own. Okay. Yeah. All right. Chris's migraine secret right now. I'm going to use this as a clickbait in the title too. So Chris's migraine secret for getting rid of migraines quickly. Um, one, you got to talk to your doctor and get the meds that you need to get. Sometimes it's Fioracil, uh, Fioracet. Uh, if you're in all something that you need to take when you take it. Um, in my case, I uh, have Fiora set and most of the times I could get that before, but if not, uh, if not, I have that, but, uh, most of the times for me, it's Excedrin extra strength, regular standard green bottle, the same it's always been. So yeah, when, uh, when they went on recall, it sucked. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, I, I can tell. I, I start off usually getting the auras. Uh, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm going to try and describe, I'm going to use my words to describe what it is like to get a migraine. Okay, so the first thing that I get on onset is I will get auras, meaning that it'll be like little, like when you stare at a light and you kind of lose a little bit of vision in an area where that light was. It's like that. They start to, you start to lose little little parts of your vision, little parts of your field of vision. Um, they're just like little white spaces. The next step from there is I move on to tunnel vision where I start to lose vision along the sides. Um, at that point in time, I start to really get a, a headache that feels like a vice squeezing. Um, and then from there, if I if, if I haven't caught it uh, by the end of auras to this, uh, it's kind of a, a fucked situation. Uh, it could go either way. Um, in most cases, I haven't really been able to get it past tunnel vision where I can function uh, well. I can avoid the, the, the nasty third part. 
which is when the headache takes full force and it's almost like a blade in the middle of your head just sliding and it's just that kind of pain and at that point it's uh nausea vomiting and just take whatever kind of pm you have and go to bed (laughs) and that for me is knowing my symptoms so i know how it travels and then catching it early so making sure that I always have something with me, Excedrin, I always have it with me. Um, if I get a, you know, I have a Fioraset with me, if it gets bad, I know I can handle it. But yeah, that's the only real secret is knowing your symptoms, knowing what works effectively, and then getting it into your system as quickly as possible. So that's it. Secrets for migraines. Anyways. Uh, I used to get migraines a lot, and I never knew the secrets at that point in time, so I would always end up throwing up and then end up having to go home. Uh, but most of the times, I would go to my Aunt Rena's house, and I'd go into the basement and then go comatose for a couple hours and wake up just in time for, yeah, you guessed it. It is uh, it, a tribute to Bob Barker. Um I used to love, love watching The Price is Right. I would make sure my little head knew. there was. It's, and I'm going to have to give you another visual picture. Um, my Aunt Rena's basement is carpeted basement. There are, in the area where I was, it was kind of a living room type with a L-shaped couch, a coffee table that was in the shape of a whale absolutely true the whale coffee table i will get my sister on here or my cousin or anybody to confirm the whale coffee table because that is a god's honest truth but anyways so we have the whale coffee table and there's a tv in the corner in the far corner from where the corner of the l-shaped couch is um and there's a fireplace And there were times where I would actually just take a pillow and lay on the fireplace (laughs) because the slab was cold. And when you're not feeling well, that was good. Uh, But most of the time, I'd just sleep on the couch. And I'd always want to make sure that I had myself mentally prepared to wake up in time for Bob Barker. Uh, But yeah, I I would always then, as part of my my youthful... uh, charm my my youthful precociousness i would always make sure that i was up to make sh- uh, to watch the price is right i loved the price is right i would oh i i would get upset at, and i'd have to kind of keep my voice down because uh you know i didn't want my aunt rena to hear me although i'm sure she heard the tv i just thought i was being a sneaky ass little kid <laughs> watching it <laughs> And I could probably confirm with her that, yes, she probably heard me watching The Price is Right. But, yeah, I'd try to silently hold in my disdain for the people who vote or who uh, bid a dollar over. Those people are the worst. And I give Bob all due respect for not slapping the shit out of every one of them. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a point in time and i think every kid in the 80s and 90s that was their sick day you know whether it was a faked illness whether it was an illness that actually happened 
Bob was there. Bob was there with all of us kids. Uh, all of us kids, and he was teaching us fun games. He was teaching us economics. He was teaching us finances um, at a young age um, where we were learning this kind of thing. But it was fun. Uh, we we had a good time We with, with Uncle Bob. Uncle Bob watched us for an hour while our parents, you know, did the best they could with us on our sick days. Uh, so to, to Bob Barker, I, I love you. You know, you, you have, I have a lot of good memories with you and there may be other things, but, uh, Godspeed and, uh, remember to spay and neuter your pets. It's a way you walk, it's a way you talk, it's a way you shine. It's a way that turn in a walking on in a walking night And I'm sorry not to follow me And it's all over One thing I know is this is my life